Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Cloud Wars Live, the podcast that is exploring the digital revolution and the remarkable ways in which it's impacting our lives personally, professionally, any of the space that might still exist in between. And uh, one of our favorite monthly digital all-stars, Bonnie Tinder, is with us today. Bonnie is the founder and CEO of Raven Intelligence, which does peer-to-peer reviews of software projects, the applications, and also the partners involved there. Bonnie, it's always great to see you. And it's always great to be here. Thank you. Hey, Bonnie, that is quite the chandelier behind you. Is that something you just sort of are, are working on? Maybe created that in your spare time? Yes, yes. I painted this before, you know, while I was in the waiting room here. Um, <laughs> no, chandeliers are are kind of my signature. I okay. love them. Um, I have a lot of them in my house. Uh, I do not live at Versailles. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do love some good sparkle. <clears throat> but you, you're, let there be light. That's right. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Bonnie, you know, it seems like we're in the thick of the uh, the tech industry event season, and you've had some uh, one interesting adventure you wanted to share some thoughts and insights about, and then another one coming up. So let me turn it over to you for, uh, you know, what's on top of mind for you. Yeah, well, I had the opportunity to be um, at the HR technology event that happened um, in Las Vegas last week. And it was great. You know, it's one of the major trade shows that happened in our space. Um, it was the really the first event and close to three years that was actually well attended. Um, you know, while they had the show last year and there's been other events that have happened, um, you know, over the last 12 months, I would say this is the show that really marked everybody getting back together in person and sort of life as normal um, again, or as close to normal as we'll get in in 2022 at least. But, um, you know, a lot of energy there at the HR technology show. And, um, you know, we're talking before the, this, um, you know, event started here, you and I, and it was, it felt a lot different than any other um, show that I've been to in the past um, for HR tech. And I've been attending these things for 15 years or so. And, um, you know, I, I would say that there was a lot of energy and some of the conversations had shifted uh, in a different direction than they had in years past. So there was that one, Bonnie, and also then uh, um SAP, uh, their Success Connect show. Yes. So what were, in your mind, what were some of the mega themes that emerged from those two shows, Bonnie? Yeah. So I think overall, the big emphasis, and it was with Success Connect, it was with Workday Rising that happened the same week, um, is this whole idea about the skills economy mm-hmm. and how HR um, is really pressed harder you know, and working harder than ever to find ways to support their people, reskill them, you know, and find viable opportunities for them to grow within the company. Uh, you know, we're on the heels of or uh, in the midst of the great resignation and, you know, companies are looking to you know, fill so many open positions and needing to really look internally to um, reskill their people to be able to, to fill those jobs internally. So um, you know, this emphasis around um, you know, systems that can identify the skills that you have within your team, 
How do you, um, you know, take your top talent and turn that into the future generation of your company? Um, I, I think every single vendor, every presentation uh, had something to say about, you know, about that task, and it's and it's monumental, really. Yeah, um, and Bonnie, you know, the the thing with skills, I know some of what I've been hearing about that is that, uh, you know, companies have really had to pivot on this pretty rapidly businesses have and then that the the software companies are trying to you know adapt to that and fill in but whereas uh things are changing so quickly in business and the precision of the types of capabilities that businesses need now is as you described it it's really boosting this need for new types of skills enhanced skills uh ones that maybe somebody didn't think he or she was going to need before but that's got to be something now that companies can both help their employees gain those skills and also in the planning sense of it, right, Bonnie, they've got to get out in front and look and be able to see this is the type of skill we're going to need in the future so that they're not always playing catch up. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the big buzz term in, you know, years previous has been everything around the employee experience. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, that really has shifted Employee experience um, is pretty much at this point, you know, you assume that you're giving your employees, um, you know, the tools to really manage their own career journey um, internally. That's really now shifted to this idea that you need to create a employee experience that allows them to identify their skills, find opportunities within the company and, you know, almost proactively go to them to help them, you know, create their own destiny, so to speak. And, you know, the, the major players out there, so Oracle, Success Factors, Workday, you know, they all have changes within their product structure to, um, you know, use AI and ways to identify um, those, you know, and respond to those sort of skill needs within within the company. So Bonnie, in the employee experience realm, you know, some people say, well, hey, you know, we we do take your dog to work day, but that's probably not gonna necessarily get you the 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 types of skills that you're gonna need in the future. It, it, exactly. Yeah. So take your dog to work day or um, supplying breakfast, lunch, and dinner and, and all of those type of things. Um, those would fall into the employee perks uh, sort of area. And I think, you know, employees are almost tired of that and would prefer give me opportunities at yeah. my company and pay me, you know, equitably over let me bring my dog into work. They probably would still appreciate being able to bring their dog to work. Uh, but more important is, is pay yeah. me fairly and give me opportunities to grow at the company over yeah. that. So, Bonnie, um, the are you seeing among, uh, you know, the 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 customers that you talk to at these events and from the vendors themselves are, is this growing the market for HR software? Is the, is money becoming uh, the, the revenue in these fields growing? Without a doubt. And over last year, we saw more HR buyers walking the floor. So people who had budgets and um, the ability to actually purchase this stuff versus in years past, it, it, it's been, um, you know, I, I think a lighter in this area. And um, we saw a, 
I think a lot of traction, more attendees from the practitioner side and, and decision maker side, which is great. Um, you know, this idea of recession and inflation pr pressures, um, you know, I think for any company that can show how they're impacting the world of work, um, they're still able to secure budgets, um, you know, for talent management and uh, employee spend. So uh, I think, you know, not that the industry is recession proof, certainly, right. um, but we don't see any indications of a slowdown just yet. Yeah, I think um, Oracle, uh, I think they said their Fusion HCM revenue was up 26%, Workdays overall revenue was up 23%, and I believe that uh, SAP also said they were very enthusiastic about the last quarter. So those tech vendors aside for a second, those numbers represent, as you've described, Bonnie, a very, very powerful demand among customers. They know they need these types of applications and insights to help, uh, you know, everything from skills to workforce planning and so forth like that to be able to keep up in this crazy world with what's going on. And Bonnie, along with that, uh, what's your sense from the folks you talk to <clears throat> at these events? Are they getting the idea that it that technology helps, but technology isn't the thing that uh, makes these transformations happen? You know, I, I think the definitely the the smart companies are are doing that and using um, tech as an enabler for change, not as a leader of change. Um, and yeah. that's an important distinction, um, you know, especially at these tech shows where features and functions and the software takes center stage. Um, you know, I, I think one of the main caveats in, in every one of the, the sessions that I went to the keynotes um, really stressed that the companies that are actually successful in their transformation efforts are using you know, technology as um, an enabler and not leading with that. Um, you know, understanding that true transformation starts in process, in people, in change management, and then uses the technology to support that. Um, you know, when we see the projects that don't go well, it's the ones that you know, we're putting the cart before the horse, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Well, I, I anytime I hear something like that, Bonnie, I think it's a it's a great um, sign of you know further enlightenment among all the different sorts of people who are involved in buyers now, right? From not just the CIO or CHRO, but the CFO and uh, you know CEO probably is is getting a lot of involvement in some of these things because uh, talent has become so vital. Um, Bonnie, I was intrigued. You shared out some pretty wild uh, findings from a survey um, that are, were sort of eye-popping and, and really support and buttress the points you've made uh, up until now today about just how vibrant this market is. Could you share a few of those, please? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think back to one of our conversations on this Cloud Wars podcast in, in 2021, where we saw our implementation survey satisfaction actually increase during the pandemic, the height of it. And um, this idea that customers were giving a lot of grace to vendors for, you know, getting through, making do, being really creative, helping them, um, you know, out of really challenging situations. And that was 2021, I think, customer satisfaction, just in general, whether it was B2B or B2C, 
was higher. What we have seen this year, and there was a, a study that was done, uh, Sapient Insights did a study, uh, 2,500 HR respondents. We see the same corollary in our data as well at Raven Intel. This idea of this year of grace is over. <laughs> and um, user experience actually dropped 7%. Wow. So, yeah, so um, satisfaction overall with my vendor, uh, I'm going to stay with my vendor for next year, um, that has actually decreased. And um, so, you know, CHROs to HR tech vendors, um, you know, they're, they're not as happy as they were last year, so to speak. And a full 50% of those respondents, so 2,500 respondents, 50% of them said, that their payroll systems or time and attendance systems were at risk of flipping. So, uh, and those are those are major systems to wow. be flipping out. So things got to be bad for you to to disrupt your payroll system. And a full fifty percent said, "Yeah, we're looking at a new system here." So um, that's a that's a big deal. Bunny, would you attribute some of that uh, the extra scrutiny and the willingness to to change as you've you know described here that jarring fifty percent number? Is that the uh, customers just expect more? They they need more to be able to get these new capabilities within their organizations very rapidly. I think I think there is absolutely that. So the expectations are higher, uh, and the uh, patience level is lower in terms of help me get this functionality in quickly. Um, I think the other aspect to this is that there's been a lot of churn that's happened within the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Not only do we have new professionals in the HR space, but there's been a lot of churn at these tech vendors. So there are new players, new service professionals that are, you know, um, having to build relationships with customers um, at both vendors as well as these service firms. And you know that that takes time when there's churn and when there's when there's new players involved. So I think that's a contributing factor. One of the stats that came out was that there was a 33% drop in HR professionals that have over 10 years of experience. Wow. And so that's significant. All of this, you know, knowledge that um, HR professionals have built over the years, they're going to different, either different parts within their organization or they're retiring, um, you know, so they're moving out of HR into other functions. And so, you know, we have new players in the yeah. HR practitioner space as well. So that's going to change the dynamic over time. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, you know, I was smiling there, Bunny, because it's like, right, uh, on one hand, the, the business customers are saying, I need to get these new applications and solutions implemented more quickly because the world outside requires me to move more quickly. And at the same time, uh, you're describing an internal dynamic within a lot of those businesses. They just don't have the seasoned people around anymore to be able to do that. So how do, how do you square that uh, sort of funky equation? Yeah, I, I think it's going to take some time to square it. And, um, you know, the idea that, um, you know, user experience has dropped 7%. We'll see what it is next year. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of training that needs to happen um, yeah. between 
on them and for that to go up. Now, um, Bonnie, you know, a couple of the events that I've been to recently, there continues to be such a strong focus on uh, big corporations as their customers. You know, understandably, that's that's where the most uh, users are, but also really, really gaining that mid-market size companies are also just showing a huge appetite for these types of solutions. So um, was that reflected in some of the experiences that that you've had? For sure. And I think the big fish are looking to, to swim downstream where the big market activity is happening. And so we saw players like Oracle and Workday and SAP, who've traditionally played more heavily in the jumbo market, looking to create solutions and price strategies that appeal more to uh, the mid-market. And by mid-market, um, you know, that's for, for, I guess, terminology-wise, that's under 5,000 employees. Yeah. And, um, you know, whereas that was, um, you know, they, they would sort of price themselves and the complexity of the solution didn't lend itself to uh, the, the mid-market, so to speak. Um, I think that they are becoming a lot more attractive to a smaller client. They have implementation strategies that are more templatized. And um, so, you know, we're seeing them pop up more competitively in even the small deals, even the, you know, 500 to 2,500 employee range where you never had heard of, of them playing in that market before um, or opportunistically they would. So now they have, you know, entire sales teams dedicated to that market. Okay. Okay. And um, the there's also, I think, but it seems there's been an increasing uh, sense of urgency that the big software vendors are placing on their ecosystems and the partners to be able to help bring that expertise and maybe to help fill in some of that gap where the, some of the seasoned professionals, what, was it 33% you said of uh, inside the HR professionals have moved on or they're doing something different now. So that, that, please. Uh, it's a, it's a great point. And you see more of the partners of these software vendors doing what's called staff augmentation, which is to say, hey, we lost our you know, payroll manager and we need somebody to, to come in for you know, six months as we find, train, and um, you know, onboard a new payroll professional, so to speak. So there's a lot of staff augmentation that's happening. Um, and the partners of these software vendors are, are very instrumental in that process because they they have the expertise uh, and the resources bench strength to do it. Wow. Well, um, Bonnie, you know, when we did our own uh, Cloud Wars Expo uh, two, three months ago, one of the most enjoyable parts of it was we had a, a, a pretty big competition among startups or small companies. We did the pitch thing. And narrowed that down. There was one main winner and five sort of runners up there, but just a, fa a fascinating range of new ideas coming into it. I would suspect that in a market that's growing, as you described here for HR technology and with you know new types of dynamics going on, it's not just the same old products being changed a little bit. There's a whole new wave of, of solutions coming into the field. Uh, it seems like this would be an area where there's, you know, a huge opportunity for startups. Uh, are you seeing that or is the market still going to be, you know, largely controlled by the, the giant players? Well, 
um, the, there was a pitch fest competition that actually happened at uh, the HR technology conference. Um, it was packed. Um, <laughs> so it was, it was right on the, in the middle of the expo floor yeah. and uh, they had a panel of judges and um, you know, throughout the several days of the expo, they had these pitches going on. It was one of the most well-attended, um, you know, aspects of, of the conference. And the thing that shocked me is that there's still a ton of VC money um, that's going in to fund these, these startups, which is great to see. Yeah. And um, I think there's still a ton of appetite for any technology that can help improve the world of work. Um, the winner of this particular competition was a company called Spotlight that helped focus on work-life balance and the whole issue of work burnout, which is super, um, you know, real right now. Yeah. And uh, so they ended up winning the, the top prize, but they had, there was some other really innovative companies out there that, you know, were built around employee experience, um, you know, skills training, as I mentioned before, was a hot area too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, you know, that is also a healthy area, um, that's getting funding right now is, is the work tech space. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Bonnie, it's just always, you know, in a, a new a market that's growing that vibrancy of new competitors coming in new, not even competitors. A lot of these sound like they might be, you know, creating entirely new types of solutions to match up with the new needs and realities of a fast changing market. So that's always great to see. And then sort of on the other side of this, you know, you got the big companies uh, Workday had rising, you know, success connect from SAP. And then in a couple of weeks, there'll be Oracle cloud world, formerly open world. And you'll be attending that, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, so that's October um, uh, 17th, I believe that week in Las Vegas again. So um, lucky I get to uh, lucky you. Yes, once again. Um, and so what I'll be particularly um, interested in is, is the HR track that is there. Um, I saw Yvette Cameron, um, who leads the HR line of business for Oracle actually speak at the HR technology show. Um, And as part of her session, um, she showed some of the product enhancements that Oracle has brought um, along this uh, area of uh, employee experience. Um, They've, they've actually created a project, a product called employee, I'm sorry, Oracle me, which is focused around employee journal journeys, which is this idea that uh, the product is driven around work situations and um, you know employee experience versus presenting the product in such a way that an employees have to sort of hunt on their own to get what they need. So they've sort of prepackaged these workflows in the product itself. They ended up actually winning the uh, top award for HR product of the year by HR uh, executive magazine, the same um, uh, folks that put on this this HR tech conference. And the product itself looks really, really slick. Um, And so, you know, I'm sure that that is something that they're going to be focused on in, you know, at Cloud World is, is more um, you know, more demonstrations um, around that. 
And I think the other thing that I'm really interested in seeing there is some of the customer led sessions that they have. Um, you know, I, I am particularly um, looking forward to attending one around implementation and best practices. And that's going to be led by Marriott and McDonald's, um, yeah. so two huge companies using the technology today. I'll, I'll be interested to see the rollout of that. Um, they have Hilton that's delivering a session on employee experience. Uh, Bank of New York Mellon is doing a reimagine HR session, a future of work type of thing. Um, and they have other sessions by Baylor, Hearst Publications, uh, Quest Diagnostics. So, you know, as we, we mentioned, the mid-market, uh, not so much uh, represented here in, yeah. in big names that I just mentioned, but um, you know, I'll be really interested to hear about how this product is actually uh, working within these these organizations and, and meeting some of the other customers there. So that's uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. Well, Bonnie, what are you going to do in November? Heck, sounds like, uh, you know. Uh... Yeah, I, I, I guess I'm not going to know what to do. I'm going to have to book a trip to Las Vegas. I'll be missing it. <laughs> Uh, so it's good. Bonnie, it sounds like a vibrant, healthy, uh, the, the HR space continues to be vibrant, healthy. It sounds like there's uh, not just new buyers coming into it, but new set of expectations and uh, requirements almost, I think, forcing the, the software companies, whether the big ones or these uh, dynamic startups that you described to use that term used a few minutes ago of reimagine what they're doing, how they're doing it, why they're doing it, instead of just trying to say, well, let me add a couple little sparkly features here and pump out the same stuff. Pe yeah. People just aren't interested in that anymore, right? Well, and you know, when you actually have a customer delivering the content, it's a, a, a much different way of presenting the material than a vendor. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it's there's an authenticity that you get, uh, usually a whole bunch less jargon uh, when you actually have a customer presenting the concepts versus the vendor. So, um, you know, it'll, it'll be, it'll be neat to hear, um, you know, sort of first, firsthand here about what this reimagination of HR is. Well, fantastic, Bonnie. Thank you. This has been a, a great look at what you're hearing sort of on the ground. Um, you know, as you travel around, uh, no, I'm not going to say anything about what you going frequently to Las Vegas means or doesn't mean, you know, that's, it's not a judgment thing, uh, but no, Bonnie, sounds great. And really thanks for putting together these, you know, big ideas about what's going on. And please be sure, just would you mention, please, where people can find more about what Raven Intelligence is doing? Absolutely. So ravenintel.com, you can read over 2000 reviews about these software projects, uh, as well as read, um, you know, our recent blog posts um, that recap um, these these events as well. Perfect. Well, Bonnie, thanks so much for being with us. It's uh, always a treat to talk to you and get your unique insights on what's going on in the world of software projects and particularly uh, on the HR side. Likewise. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Bonnie. Folks, thanks to all of you for being with us here at Cloud Wars Live. Hope things are going good for you. And maybe you've got a trip or two to Las Vegas in the works as well. We'll see you next time.